Welcome to the Becoming Your Best podcast. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. For those interested in additional resources or services, such as the weekly planners, online planners for Chrome or Outlook, keynotes, live training, coaching, or certification, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. Now, when you listen to an episode that resonates with you, we invite you to share it with your family, friends, and team members so that they can experience the same type of motivation and results in their lives. Also, if you haven't already subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. It works on Apple, Stitcher, Google, or whatever platform you're using so that you can get a new podcast reminder each week. Now sit back, let's get started, and we hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to all of our Becoming Your Best podcast listeners, wherever you may be in the world. This is your host, Steve Schallenberger, and we have a fun guest with us today. She is a highly regarded organizational individual and family patterns expert, a systemic executive coach, trainer, facilitator, thought partner, and leadership conference and motivational speaker. She has 18 years of expertise in assisting high-performance individuals, Fortune 500 executives, and legacy families to end limiting cycles and to reframe their challenges into lasting breakthroughs and peak performance. Welcome, Judy Wilkham-Smith. Thank you, Steve. It's lovely to be with you. Oh, so excited to have you here. Before we get started, I'd like to tell you just a little bit more about Judy. She is uh, passionate about visionary leadership and positive. We have positivity. We have a lot in common in that area. She loves working on global change and improvement. She uses her ability to understand critical dynamics in personal and organizational systems and the points at which they intersect to create growth and success. And as the founder of System Dynamics for Individuals and Organizations, she collaborates with individuals and corporate decision makers to implement innovation, whole system design elements, ensuring balance, appetite for excellence, passion, and sustained success. She is the author of Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint, a powerful guide to transformational through disentangling multi-generational patterns. Now, this is going to be fun to talk about, Judy. Good, let's do it. Okay. So, well, to kick us off, first of all, tell us about your background, including any turning points in your life that's had a significant impact on you, and especially in what you're doing today. Yeah. So, I would say leaving South Africa, that was huge. That wasn't even a leap of faith. That was taking a run off the cliff and just going, here we go. So that was a big one. And then when my father was killed, it was uh, writing books. It was either write books or go crazy. And I figured writing books was probably a better idea. So I always say, people say to me, you can't find the good in everything. Yes, you can. That was his final gift to me was saying, hey, you need to get up and do something different. Because I'd come from the healthcare arena. And with him going, I just had no appetite for it anymore and went into what I'm doing now. So, yeah, he gave me a gift. Well, that's a great way to look at it. We all have 
really tough setbacks sometimes. And sometimes it's really difficult to get out of the tailspin. Oh, yeah. It's super difficult. The thing being, when you're in a tailspin, that's exactly when you're in the area that I work with. I always say to people, the minute you go into a tailspin, remember this. Your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions right now are going to become your new truth. So you want to be really mindful of what you're telling yourself about the situation, how you're feeling about it, and what you're doing about it. Because you're creating a whole new emotional DNA blueprint. Be careful. Okay, tell us more about that. So when I say creating a whole new one, I I want to step back because you could be repeating it. What we know is you inherit your physical DNA. What most people don't know is that you also inherit your emotional DNA, your patterns of thoughts, feelings, actions, inactions. And they circle down from events that have happened way back in, in your history all the way down to you, often because they're unresolved and they're looking for you to see them and give them the place. When that happens, you start to look at where are the limitations? How does this pattern keep me stuck? And that's when it it shifts you. It starts to kind of prickle, you know, to where you're really annoyed and you keep hitting the same brick wall. If you're smart, you have another little one that says, oh, just imagine what it could be like. Well, when you invest in what it could be like, instead of the way that it is, you start moving from the pattern that's trying to stop to the pattern that's trying to emerge through you. You're now no longer reliving and relitigating ancient history. You're fully present and you're busy creating a new future. It's not that old predictable future. So you're rewiring your brain and you're re-imaging and imagining your emotional blueprint and your epigenetics. So, uh, Judy, how can you identify these patterns that you may have inherited. Because it sounds like your research shows that we inherit some of the patterns we actually have in life. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely, yes. So there's an event and let's say grandfather uh, loses the family fortune. Nobody wants to talk about him anymore because he's the bad dude who messed everything up. Well, in systems, we know the minute you exclude something, systems don't like that because everything has a place. So it creates a situation where you've got a pattern and the pattern starts to expand and repeat. You see this in organizations and you see it in individuals. So now it comes down to you and you're a great, you've got all of these ideas and you want to go become an entrepreneur, but you know I should probably not do that because we know what happened to grandpa. And you sit there with this enormous frustration going, you know, if only, or I could have been, or I could have been a contender as that, that famous line goes. But it's when you look at that and you go, okay, that was my grandfather. What can I learn from that? What was passed down? What did they say about money and entrepreneurship? What do I want to keep? And what do I want to change? So maybe he went into risky business with a really bad partner. I'm going to have mine vetted. I really want to go do this thing. So you've looked at the frustration. You've looked at the event that created it. And now you're going, what's possible here? And when you start to invest in what's possible, you pull yourself past all of those excuses and all of those limiting cycles 
and you start anchoring in the possibility. And the other thing that's super important is now you're not just anchored in backwards memories, you're starting to create future memories. And future memories are really important things. And so I just had a couple of questions about that. Are people always aware of their patterns, Judy? No. Like, like is this something that's passed down verbally from generation to generation? or Not always. Is some of no. it under the radar there that you don't even yeah. know about? Oh, yeah. Look, I have lots of people who say, I'm this way because that's the way I am. And I go, okay, why don't you go look at your ancestry if you can and see who else was this way? No, it's me. And they come back and they go, darn, it's just me. I have it here, 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 here. So we're not always aware of it. If we are aware of it, what I will say to people is let's take any topic, uh, success and money. You're struggling right now. When did the struggle begin? What do you tell yourself about that? What do you make it mean about you? What do you make it mean about others? What do you think, feel, and do around that? When did that first begin for you? What was happening in your life? Who else in the family has a similar pattern? Now, if you know your family system, you may be able to tell me. If you don't, I know that we're still seeing the results of something. And so what we do is we have a look at, okay, what are the effects? Okay, so what effects would we like? And so, again, you're switching from what you have to what you want. The one will keep you stuck. The other one sets you free. Well, that's a good example, too. And I'm just curious, how do you increase your awareness about being able to spot these patterns and where they may impact you? Have a look at where you're frustrated or limited, angry, sad, or where you're incredibly or inspired because we don't just inherit negative ones, we inherit positive ones. Mm-hmm. Where am I inspired or passionate? Where did that come from? So it's where you feel heightened emotions, either limiting ones or elevating ones. And you look at both of those and it's literally to sit down and write out what am I thinking? What am I feeling? What am I doing? What event may have sparked this? Does it live in my family or am I the one who's starting it? because you may be the beginning of something, but that's where you want to go and look. That's where the juice is. That's really fun. I love this this thought and your field of study and and your research on this because uh, it's so fascinating because the implications are extraordinary when you think about that for your future posterity because you identify this and set a new pattern It also blesses all your posterity. Is that possible? Very much. And here's the deal. And here's where it changes. When you do what we call a constellation, which is exploring the issue in 3D, it's literally in 3D. When you do that, you now begin to see, hear, touch, feel what the issue is. And I walk you through that in 3D. If you're at a live event, that's what happens for you. And so you begin to rewire in the moment. But here's what you also notice. You know, dad, who was that terrible villain because he wouldn't let you do X. You suddenly see what his history was and why. And very often people's anger turns into insight and compassion, turns into appreciation and love. So if we look just at ourselves, it's vastly different to looking at ourselves through a multi-generational lens. And the implications are huge. Suddenly. 
going forward, your children no longer have to carry what you did. And looking back, your father, the villain, may just be your father, the hero. Okay. All right. Well, that's uh, that's exciting. I love these uh, the, the three things that you identified that help you think about this. So your thoughts, look at your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions. And so what you're looking for, Judy, it sounds like what serves me well, in other words, what really seems to work well and make me happy and help me be productive and have strong relationships, but what are the watchouts too? Exactly. And and the watchouts are very much in our language. We don't realize it, but we're talking about ourselves and our systems all day long with the mottos that come out of our mouths or our thoughts around money. You know, only greedy, disgusting people get rich, but we'd like to be rich. Really? You want to be greedy and disgusting too? <laughs> so it's what am I telling myself? Because if I think money is greedy and disgusting, and somebody says to me, hey, Judy, I have a million dollars for you. I'm going to go, oh, I can't do that because that's going to make me greedy and disgusting. So money doesn't have a chance. Okay, so then you're into the rescripting. Let's say then that you do exactly that. You say, oh, money is disgusting and greedy and, and all that. How do you change your thoughts, feelings, and actions? So one of the things to know about me, my money, money DNA is one of my favorite subjects because we're so entangled with it. First thing to know is money is not a commodity. It's a relationship. And the way that you show up for it and expect it to show up for you will hold true. That's what you're going to get. Then go and look at what did you learn growing as uh, growing up as a kid about money? Mm-hmm. Love of money is the root of all evil. It's love all money. Greedy people get money. The rest of us God loves us to be poor and poor God sitting there going, really, I did not write this. So it's looking at those and going, so so what if that wasn't true? What if that was different? If I had all of this money, what would I do? You know, I could invest in this. I could take care of that. I could go on this trip. There are these people I could really help. Now you've switched off from survival brain and you've gone into creative brain. And so you were re-scripting your money DNA, but there's a very important piece to all of this. Your brain has to tell your body a story that your body believes, because otherwise you're just smoking, you're blowing hot air. It won't work. But when your brain tells your body a story and your body goes, yes, that becomes your new truth. And you'll know this for yourself. You look at something, you go, oh, Steve, how stupid were you? Why did you? You idiot. And your body's going cringe, cringe, cringe. And then there are times where you look at me and go, you know what, Steve? That was pretty awesome. And your body's feeling it. And that's your truth. So be careful. Your feelings are the gateway to what you will or won't get, depending on you. So let's say that you have a technician, some type of a technician. And we're talking about money now. And like in all things, it could be something else. It could be a mechanic. It could be a salesperson. And many of these people are paid based on their productivity. How can this help a person with responsibilities like that? What's the application? Because we're talking about money and some people get pretty comfortable right in the middle. Oh, yeah, they do, because that's where the family's comfortable. The family system says this is where we are. We have money bandwidths. 
And again, it, it rests in those sentences that we hear and that we've made true. It's better to be educated than to be wealthy. It's better to be kind than to have money. Money, here's the other thing, Steve. Money is not an or. It's an and. We're the ones who created the or. It is not an or. It never needs to be an or. So for the salesman, the technician, what you want to do is look at where do I allow my money to flow? And is it the best use for me? Because it's so nice to have a, a cigarette. It's so nice to buy a magazine. or But is that going to start building the life that I really want? Because if you really want it, you'll build it. You will find the ways. You will find the ways. What are you doing? You're switching your mind off from, well, you know what? Everybody smokes and drinks in the family. That's what we do. And I don't have any extra to. I'm building that nest egg. Here's what I want to do with that nest egg. I'm not going to have that cigarette today or maybe not that drink. It's going into my bank account. And I always say to people, be careful when you do that. Don't share it with everybody because somebody's going to rain on your parade. Shh. But have your adventure and invest in that adventure with all of your heart and all of your might and make it so exciting that you cannot resist yourself. I love it. Yeah. And what you're saying, when you get your thinking right, it really can dramatically impact your actions, your results, how you feel about that and what you get. Not can. it does it totally impacts who you are what you're going to be what you're going to achieve you've heard this before people will say if you say i can and you say i can't you're right they're not kidding it's the choices that we make but it's not just saying it it's what's going on here if my heart is open in other words if i'm open to possibilities my creative brain frontal lobe switches on and it tells my gut, hey, we're in a good position here. Let's let's do it. The passion switches on. If I get a fright or I'm really embedded in those old ways, heart says, no, we don't have any possibilities. Brain goes, okay, back to survival. And the gut goes, oh, I hope I can pay that bill at the end of the month. And it all changes when you choose. What works best for helping people take the time to do this? Because one of the observations I've seen, and maybe you've seen it as well, is people just kind of get into a rut. Yes, a rut and going from day to day, week to week, month to month. And next thing you know, five years have passed by right. and, and still frustrated. And because yet, they don't think anything different is possible. So the first thing I, I do is when I work with people is I tell them everything's possible. And they look at me and they go, yeah, yeah. And then we start looking at, so what are the patterns in the family? Because I know that every pattern in the family, which is your primary pattern maker, every pattern there is trying to become something else. It's trying to elevate. So let's look at what you've got. And then let, let, let's look at where you want to go. And one of the other things I tell people is, for goodness sake, ignore old wisdom that says you shouldn't have wants. Want as much as you can. That's how the universe evolves. Babies don't walk until they want. We don't move until we want and then invest in the want. And again, make it yours, make it personal and shh. <laughs> okay, I love that. And so what you're saying, it's okay to dream. 
It's okay. Oh, it's not okay to dream. Dreaming is your gateway to the life you want. It's that simple. If you can't dream, that's usually the people I get to see who say, I can't dream and I know that I could help. Okay. And maybe even that is a pattern. Yes, because you weren't allowed to because that was dangerous. If you dreamt, look what could happen to you and look what you could lose. Okay, that was your grandfather. What got him there won't get you there. Hey, yeah, good. All right. Well, I I think that's really important. And people that really are able to become their best are people that are able to imagine and create what can be in their life and get excited about it and recognize those exciting feelings. And, and, And that's where, in your language, you're working on your thoughts and your feelings and you yeah. are. And and sometimes you're not excited at first. Sometimes all you want to do is get out of survival and into a little bit of balance or out of a life crisis. And so if you're in a, a life crisis, my, my thing is, okay, what one degree would make you feel better? Just one degree. If you can improve that one degree, how are you going to feel? So don't eat the whole elephant. You're just going to get mental indigestion. One thought, one feeling, one action. That's all it takes, one at a time. Okay, good advice. So how can systemic work and constellations reveal and help transform hidden issues arising from family or business or other kinds of close-knit groups or systems? So I'm going to describe a constellation. At a live event, What happens is, in fact, no, I'm going to go to the corporate setting. I have CFOs who come in and say, I need, I have a problem I need to solve. Haven't been able to solve it, don't know what to do, can we look? And so what we do is I'll ask them to identify the components of the issue. And each component is written down on a separate piece of paper in a very specific way. Then we set those papers up and I start to have a look and I go, okay, so why is there so much distance between this? Why are these closer? So I look at the spatial relationship and I start asking questions. Well, then that means they've got to go and have a look and start asking themselves questions. And now because they can see it, they're going, ah. And as they're listening to their words, they can hear the limiting language. And then I may say to them, okay, so we've got this paper facing this way. Go and stand on that piece of paper and tell me what you notice. Who can you see? Who can you not? who's involved, who's not. And so now they're starting to put all of those pieces together. And before you know it, they'll turn around and say to me, yeah, I can see it. And because I can see it, I can do something about it. Well, constellations are that. We use live representatives or we use pieces of paper and good systemic questioning. And we start to ask people, where'd that come from? What was happening for you? Does that thought serve you? How would you like it to be? And so you also get to test in real time. What if we did this? What if you weren't always stuck in this pattern, but you were over here? Because we're employing multiple senses, they're having an embodied multiple experience. And that's when you get what you call that aha experience. And they go, oh, my goodness. And you can see it starting to rewire. The language becomes different and the feelings become different. And they're going, this doesn't even feel like my normal body. And I hear that often. And within days or weeks, or maybe it takes a month or a little longer, sometimes years, people will come to me and say, I got it. 
when I could see it and I could hear it and I could feel it and walk in it, I could do something with it and I could finally switch it. I'm just interested, Judy, from your experience, have you spotted any common destructive type patterns or counterproductive type that you see quite a bit? And, And how do you help people with those? This is the way I am. We don't talk about, you know, there's that lovely Encanto oh, movie. Oh, okay, good. You're, you're giving the examples. This is the way I am. Yeah, I yeah. can't do anything about it. Yeah, we don't talk about this. We don't talk about that. Let's sweep it under the rug. At least said soonest mem- uh, what soonest mended, amended. And I'm going, really? If you don't look, how can you move? So it's take the blindfold off. If you could take the blindfold off, and you're willing to look, and you're willing to listen, and you're willing to feel, things are going to start shifting for you. That lovely numbness that you think is pleasant at the end of the day is going to quietly evaporate, and you're going to be in the middle of a real live adventure that you did not know existed. Oh, well, that's a really insightful thought right there. Yeah, this is the way I am. I'm stuck. This is the way we've always been. Can't do any better than this. Some people are blessed with money and others are not. Oh, in our family, we all have bad relationships. Good luck. If that's the thought, that's what it's going to (laughs) be. Oh, my goodness. These are great. And your message is, no, they're not stuck. No, you're 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 not stuck with bad relationships. And it can be a lot better. No, exactly. And if you're willing to look, you will literally never, ever, ever be stuck. To open your mind and say what's possible. Actually open your heart first, because here's the deal. When you open your heart, that means when I say open your heart, it's not this esoteric heart. It's open your heart to the possibility. In other words, I can breathe. I'm not so angry that I want to do something. It's what's possible, because the minute your heart opens, the brain goes, okay, we're not in survival, people. Everybody getting bored. We're now getting creative. Here, let's go, let's go, let's go. And the gut goes, oh, yeah, now we can run. Okay, that's great. One last question. You've talked about money quite a bit. Is there a simple systemic exercise to help us understand money DNA and how to create a healthier money mindset that will reveal our money bandwidth and current state of mind? Like you've talked about this a little bit already. It's something that affects so many people. Oh, yeah. Okay, so two things. One, there's a whole chapter on it in the book, plus a great exercise that's going to whip you around. But the other one is if you want to really sit and look at your money bandwidth and your your money DNA, sit down and write down everything that you think about money, everything you feel about money and all the actions you take around money. And you're going to start seeing the patterns and then ask yourself, where did that come from? Where did that become a reality for me? Was there an event or was there an event in in a predecessor's life? How has it affected me? How do I want it to affect me? And by the way, what kind of relationship do I have with money? Am I friends with it? Or is that the the boogeyman who stands at the front door and freaks me out? Because if it is, how are we going to become friends? And ask yourself, Do I treat money the way I would treat a valued friend? I love it. And in the spirit of rescripting of the feeling, the heart, the thinking, which impacts the actions, 
Do you have any books about money that helps you have a new perspective, a new way to look at it? Like that a, book. Which one? Decoding Your Emotional Blueprint. It's in there. There oh. is a whole piece on money because it is such an important topic. So decoding your emotional blueprint. Okay, there's a good section yes. there. There is a great section in there. People, I've had a lot of people call me and say, hey, this stuff works. No, no, you work. The minute you work, it works. Okay, good. I'm glad you mentioned that. I was thinking uh, of the you know richest man in Babylon, which has so many health, healthy principles. But, hey, let's look right at decoding your emotional. <laughs> uh, it's blueprint. right there with you. Your money DNA is right encoded in you. Where did it come from? I even have, Steve, I have some wealthy people who will say to me, I worked really hard to get here. And then I say, great. So what do you do with your money? Oh, no, I give it away. And I'm like, really? You did all of that work? Well, yeah, you know, money is not cool. Money is really cool. It's really cool. It is a universal force. It is the flow of the world. Don't diss it. Well, it's been a blast having you here, Judy. I can't believe we're done. Like My goodness, me either. That way. Wow. Just goes like that. So any final tips for our listeners today? Transformation is not for the chosen few. It's for those who choose it. How can our listeners, our wonderful, great listeners, are so interested in improving themselves and helping the those they associate with, grateful for them? How can they learn more about you? They can go to judywilkins-smith.com. They'll find a reference to the book. They will see where my events are. They'll also find Constellations Meditations. And those I got super lucky with. I uh, co-created those with a guy who is a Grammy award-winning composer and producer. And we work together so that people actually have a felt sense of what that is. They can go through this and actually disentangle one of their own patterns. Well, thank you so much. It's been a delight having you with us today, Judy. It has been such fun to be all the way over in Utah. Oh, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, thanks for being part of our show today. And we wish you all the best as you're influencing so many people for good. Thank you so much and take good care. Thank you for being there so we can do this. Oh, you bet. And we wish all of our listeners who are so amazing, all the best. You're making a difference in the world today. The very fact that you're here, that you're interested, that you're trying to find new ideas and how to improve. It is such an inspiration. And we wish you the best today and always. This is Steve Schallenberger, your host, signing off. Thank you for listening to the Becoming Your Best podcast. If there was something in this podcast that you felt would be helpful for a family member, a friend, or even a coworker, we invite you to share this podcast with them now while you're thinking about it. Also, remember to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Now, for additional resources and tools, such as how to join our monthly peak performance coaching program, or how to get certified as a trainer or coach, or schedule a workshop or keynote, you can visit our website at becomingyourbest.com. We're here to provide you and your team with the resources, tools, and content to achieve your greatest potential. So thank you for listening and have a wonderful day and a great week.